0: I am so excited to have a conversation with Sherry Gibson. She is a woman I truly admire. Uh, she uh, works diligently. Uh, she is the vice chair of the Colorado Republican Party. And uh, Sherry, welcome. It's great to have you on the line. Thanks. Thanks for having me this morning. Absolutely. So you're the vice chair of the Colorado Republican Party, and uh, you, you, you work so hard. I was uh, speaking at an event uh, one evening, and you were there, and I think it might have been the third place you'd been. You were driving all over Colorado, and I'm like, man, that, I don't think that woman sleeps. <laughs> well, certainly not getting up this early. <laughs> <laughs> no complaining, no complaining. But yeah. So, Sherry, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. So I
1: am the current vice chair, as you stated, running to be the next chairman of the Colorado State Republican Party. I have done so many things, and you're right about traveling. I've been crisscrossing Colorado, talking to voters. I have had the wonderful opportunity to be a surrogate for every candidate on our tickets and really just be an
0: advocate for conservative principles. Okay. Well, Sherry, we're in quite a pickle here in Colorado right now when we look at what's going on down at the state legislature. Uh, What's your thoughts about that?
1: I think we fight. I think we have to roll up our sleeves and we have to have boots on the ground. And I think we fight. I've never been more proud to see people come out like they did over the sex ed bill. Uh, You know, when we can get a few hundred people testifying over that type of bill, the red flag bill, that's always a good sign. We haven't had this type of activity since, what, 2013,
0: I think. Okay well, and and um, so what can what can we do about this moving into the future? You know we were we were talking with some girls last night, and we were talking about recalls, you know, and there's a lot of people talking about recalls, and I get that. But I said many times it appears that the radical progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat party, this is no longer the Democrat Party of JFK that they're playing chess and sometimes it kind of appears like we're playing checkers or, and all because you know the recalls went through but now as we look at it you know a few years later we now have, have a complete again i think radical progressive activist down at the state house and so we've got to figure out the long game what what do you think about that
1: that starts with building our bench for the future we have to think about tomorrow I'll times with elections we get caught up in the now and we don't think about what happens you know two four six years from now we as a party have not done the work that we needed to do the Democrats have been very strategic about how they built their coalition's and how they reached out to people and the Republican Party just has not done that we've always looked at money and we forgot that it's the people who actually vote so that's where we need to start start looking at the people and remembering who we are as a party, and then learning how to communicate. We have great ideas. We have strong principles, good values that a lot of people can um, grab hold to,
0: but we don't know how to communicate those principles to the larger electorate. Well, and, Sherry, we talk about, okay, you talk about electing Republicans. Of course, we have a big swath now here in Colorado that are unaffiliated. I think a lot of people have been disillusioned by, you know, both sides of the aisle. But from my time when I was on city council, it was interesting to me that, you know, nobody agrees on – I sometimes I don't even totally agree with myself on things. But to get two (laughs) people to totally agree, you know, that's pretty difficult. But I was a bit astonished to see people with R's behind their names that didn't seem to have an appreciation for, like, the basic rights, like – You know, like the Second Amendment or taxation or those kinds of things. And so when we talk about electing Republicans, how do we elect people that really do care about limited government and the opportunity of the individual?
1: I think you look at people's voting records. You know, a man who votes for everything stands for nothing. We have to be consistent, and that's where we fall short. People want to get behind someone who is a strong, consistent leader. And if we see Republicans, like you say, you know, going outside of our value system or doing things
0: that are not part of our platform, they're not going to want to get behind that person. Okay. And how are you going to address this big swath of unaffiliates? Unaffiliated have, we
1: all share the same um, Challenges, and we all share the same um, ideals about wanting Colorado to be the best it can be, right? So when we talk about education or transportation or some of the things that are going on in our specific communities, we we want good outcomes. We need to talk about solutions. We absolutely have to be on the forefront. We have to be leading on these issues, and we have to talk about solutions that people can um Grab hold to. Oftentimes, when we as a party start talking, we are myopic in our scope and we only speak to the Republican Party. The larger electorate of Colorado wants to know what solutions we have for the challenges ahead of us, but when we speak to them, we have to speak to them in a language that they can receive it.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. How do we talk to people, though, about limited government? Because so many times, you know, people say, hey, somebody should do something, and the first place they look is government. How do how do we, I mean, it's harder to, to talk about, you know, the, the the solution is within ourselves instead of government. How do we really talk to people about that? Because I think that's one of the big messaging challenges.
1: We have to make things matter. You know, we have to make things personal. Why does it matter to an 18-year-old barista in the 16th Street Mall if they're going to run jobs out of Weld County, you know, oil and gas jobs. We have to make it personal. The way that I always tend to explain it is something like this. Listen, if it costs more to transport goods to your organization then you may not get that raise that you're looking for. It may not be as big or it may not be there at all. And I know that rent is really expensive in Denver. Or, you know, something like if it costs more to transport goods to your organization, then your company may have to cut that tuition assistance that is helping you get through college. When you make it personal and you make it matter, then people can understand why they should be voting with you instead of just voting
0: against you. And what would you say to that barista regarding health care? You know, that seems to be a couple of big issues. You just hit education and health care. What would you say to them about that?
1: You know, I would talk to them about understanding how sometimes people develop health challenges later on in life. I know when you're young and you're healthy, it's not really on the forefront of, What's going on? Because you're looking at things like rent and college tuition, but there still has to be a, an affordable solution for you once you graduate, and that's where Republicans can rise
0: with, you know, the solution to the healthcare crisis. Okay, and on education, let's uh, let's think about these young kids that are getting out of college and are have a, a big, you know, a big piece of debt that they're concerned about, and so th- it's very attractive, like on the New Green Deal. To, to talk about you know free college what would you say to young people about that i would talk to them about how
1: when you have something free it devalues it the degree so i remember a few years ago when we were going through the great recession and it used to be where veterans really had a strong resume they had a associate's degree and then they had their you know vulnerable discharge that was strong and opened a lot of doors that no longer was the case during the great recession you saw the bar go higher and higher and all of a sudden jobs that were bachelor's degree uh, required turned into master's degree required or phd preferred and so i would challenge folks to continue to think about what is the value of your degree and your experience
0: behind it okay and then one other thing speaking of veterans aren't you a veteran sherry I am. I'm a veteran of the Navy. Okay. And how long did you serve?
1: I served for two years and ten months. I had a uh, two-by-six contract and then extended to uh, serve a little longer for a program I was completing.
0: Okay. Well, great. Well, Sherry, if people want more information about you or want to contact you, what's the best way to do that?
1: They can give me a call on 719-209-3799. They can shoot me a text at that same number, and I will get right back to them. Okay. And that number one more
0: time. Seven one nine two zero nine three seven nine nine. Okay, great. Hey, Sherry, it's great to talk with you. Uh, greatly appreciate it.